Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the crossover edition of Locked On Red Wings and Locked On Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Uh, We had a locker room yesterday. Jack Bushman from Locked On Blackhawks joined us, uh, and it was a great time. We we previewed the series. We talked about what we wanted to see out of both of our respective teams on Thursday night. Had a nice little conversation uh, and it was a real treat. It was uh, it was really nice to have Jack join us. Uh, we had lots of people in there. They were asking questions. They were getting in on the action. Uh, and that can be you in future future uh, locker room sessions. So definitely don't miss out on that. Uh, just sign up for locker room. Uh, changing the way that we talk sports. I am Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi with me today. Two very handsome gentlemen. One of them on my show, Locked on Red Wings. That would be Scotty Bentley. What's going on, Scotty? How you doing, pal? Great, man. Just watched uh, an absolute work of art of a hockey game. I'm pretty pumped. Shout out, and producer Brian. Shout out, producer Brian. Shout out, producer Brian. Uh, and also with us today, we have Jack Bushman, too, from Lockdown Blackhawks. <laughs> Just Jack Bushman, actually. Uh, that's his Twitter. I don't know why I said his Twitter name, but we have Jack Bushman from Lockdown Blackhawks. Jack, how's it going, pal? <laughs> uh, could be better. I know I'm in for an onslaught during this this podcast, so... I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of fun in the next 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, you know what, pal, you deserve it. Um, the way that things <laughs> I'm have just gone such a for... chump. <laughs> me? No, me. Oh, I yeah, deserve yeah, yeah. it. I'm just you're, terrible. You're, you're what we call a sitting duck, my friend. Facts. Um, these first six games against Chicago did not go very well at all for the Detroit Red Wings. And I don't really know that anything necessarily changed besides the fact that Chicago wasn't as dangerous on its power play as they usually were, but just all across the board, if you don't mind, I'm going to do a little soliloquy on the Detroit side, Jacob Verana making his Red Wings debut. He scores an absolute snipe show of a goal. Troy Stetcher has two goals. I don't know where that came from, but I'm about it. Uh, The first one looked like an NHL glitch goal. Like, you know, the one that like they, they were like, Oh no, we have to defend about this goal. And then, so they made that animation where the goalie like spins around and smacks it out of the air. Yeah. He like does like Like, that was, that was the type of goal that that move was trying to prevent. Fortunately for the Detroit Red Wings, they were playing uh, not in a simulation, but in real hockey IRL. uh, And he couldn't make the stop. Kevin Lincoln and not his usual strong self tonight. It looked like honestly at the beginning, well, I, I guess I don't know. What what did you feel about this game? Because it really felt like during the third period is when things like it was like, okay, this is like the Red Wings game. For sure. I didn't think the start was horrible from the Blackhawks. I know they only finished with uh, they had three shots on goal in that first period, but I thought they were actually pretty good. And they had uh, they hit the post twice in about three seconds. Keith and Doc both hit the post. Um, but really in that second period, after that that first soft goal that Lincoln allowed to Stetcher, the wheels kind of just fell off and it hurt even more because the power play, which had been so good in this series so far this year, they just, 
came up empty and couldn't get anything going. It, it was disappointing to say the least. I mean, we went with a couple of different looks out there. We had five forwards out there at some points. It was just ugly. We have no clue what we're doing on our power play right now. Uh, we actually had power play goals in each of the last two games coming in, but still as a whole, the power play in the last two months really hasn't been what it was early on in the season. Um, and I just talked about in my lockdown now, I really just thought it was Blackhawks just didn't, take advantage of their opportunities that, that Detroit gave them to stay in this game in that second period on the third period, it just got out of hand. I mean, where was the push from the Blackhawks? You, you could have thought Detroit was down three to one from the way they were playing. So um, it, it really, after the second period, the Blackhawks just, it, it seemed like the game was over at that point. They didn't come I, out with any fire in the third. I thought it was super interesting that in our locker room before you literally said like, if this team, if things are going well, this team can play competitive hockey, but the second one thing kind of snaps, it's all just downhill. And that is exactly what happened. And I just think it's interesting. A, give yourself a little pat on the back. We talked about it in the locker room, you know, okay, there you go. But uh, I just thought it was super interesting. Like, like you're right. It, it was a very competitive first and you guys probably outplayed us to be honest in the first um, and, and then one bad thing happens in the second, the stature goal happens in the second. And then the rest of the game was just a, almost a completely different hockey team. Yeah. What was it? I think that was the wings had three goals in about six and a half minutes there. Yeah. That was mostly the game right there. It was just that bad stretch that the Blackhawks had where they let things kind of get out of hand real quick. And, and that's been the story of this team for a lot of the season. They just have little blips where it falls apart and unravels a little bit. And to be a playoff team in this competitive division, you know, those things can't happen. And it hurt even more because Nashville wound up losing to Carolina tonight. So the Blackhawks had an opportunity to get um, two points closer, would have been two points back with the game in hand, but obviously missed out on that. Disappointing in a lot of different ways for Chicago tonight, guys. I'm pissed. I, uh, I, I really do think that this game boiled down to Detroit clearly wanting it. More. Detroit had 24 block shots to Chicago's six. Detroit had 19 hits to Chicago's nine. And you mentioned in the third period, where was the push from Chicago? That push from Detroit about halfway through the period was maybe the most like happiest I've been watching the Red Wings in years. Like I, honestly, like that was that was the best hockey that they have played in terms of energy and just like creation and excitement and destruction. Like it was all there and that's what it takes to win in, in this time of year you know what i'm saying uh, <laughs> but I, I i mean like in, in those division games like a lot of times that's just what it comes down to I, it, to be fair like on the on the flip side of things like there were a lot of things going like there were a lot of guys for the red wings who stepped up and made big plays tonight like troy stetcher scoring uh the second goal like that was a beauty but that also came from a wonderful pass from danny de kaiser and then the the verona goal um when he came out of the box too too many men penalties for the Red Wings tonight, that's unacceptable and ridiculous. But um, he ends up coming out of the box on the first one. Gustav Lindstrom just finds him perfectly, and he's off to the races. Just could not have drawn up a, a more beautiful snipe uh, to to really kind of put a stamp on his debut. And I said, uh, I can't remember if I said it on the locker room or if I just said it on Twitter, but like I was really, really hoping that the Red Wings and, and Red Wings fans were going to get to have a – moment tonight like caps fans got to have on tuesday night when you know their new guy was there and he was making a difference and he was scoring and uh really like that once he scored i honestly did not think it, it was a one goal lead the red wings were the one goal lead that's about as 
feeble as a uh, infant. Um, but I, I was like, this game's over. Like this team is just, they want it more. It's very clear. Chicago caught a couple bad breaks. Uh, and I mean, that's just kind of the way it ended up going. Yeah. Isn't that exactly what you want your, your team doing though? Nine minutes left in the game, you're up two goals and you're just still pushing hard and peppering. I'm like, that's ideal what you want from your team. And honestly, the Blackhawks haven't been playing, like haven't had a moment like that in a while themselves. So I'm sure it felt, felt good for you guys on the other end. Yeah, it, it was, I think it was honestly one of the best wins. I mean, clearly it's one of the best wins of the year as far as overall play. Um, but, but I think that it was maybe the most, enjoyable like the I, to, I told Nolan before we started recording I think the Verona goal might be the moment of the season to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I do too I, that was like painful. for real like, like that that might be the the Red Wings best moment of the season might be a Jacob Verona goal and the kind of like a meaningless game toward the end of the year yeah that 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 sucked because as you touched on a moment ago Nolan that um the Blackhawks blew too too many men Detroit took two too many men on the ice penalties and the Blackhawks squandered them both. And then Verona hops out of the box right after and goes and scores a breakaway goal. It was like unbelievable. That was really the heartbreaker of the game right there for sure. All right. This, this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into, into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. When I looked at these, Michelle Fontaine's ring stood out as the one I'd buy as a gift. It's a conversation piece. It's so unique and cool. If you're on the hunt for a perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check it out. They won't be around for too long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 at only at BlueNile.com. Penalty over. Out of the box and wide open. In the clear. We're on in. He scores! What a way to join the Red Wings! Serving at too many men on the ice. He puts the Red Wings in front two Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back for segment two. Uh, we're celebrating a nice little win. Uh, <laughs> can't be the same, I guess, for everybody. We are joined by Jack Bushman of Locked On Blackhawks uh, swallowing a tough loss. So I guess the other question I had, I wanted to kick it off is you, you mentioned the Nashville game earlier with the, with the playoff hopes that are, were kind of uh, still lingering around after this game. Where do you think you stand going forward for the rest of the year? 
I know these aren't questions you like want to be asked either. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that these questions are question, right? answer. So I no, it's okay. Um, I mean, right on that cusp, right? There's there's it's the thing about this team this whole season. You say, you know, oh, maybe if Taze was there or in a couple years, this is gonna be going so much better. You know, we're right on that cusp of being right there and competitive. It just seems like every time the Blackhawks have an opportunity, you know, to um have a, have a big win and get some momentum going their way. We just came up with a sweep against Columbus on the road, going to Detroit, Nashville loses tonight, have an opportunity to be just two points back of them with a game in hand. What do the Blackhawks do? They lose four to one to the last place team in this division. Not a knock on you guys, but that's a disappointing loss for it's this reality, team. Right? Yeah. It's reality. It's a disappointing loss for this Blackhawks team right now. So it's just hard for me to feel confident that, this bunch is going to be able to get the job done when they just haven't been able to answer the bell so far this season. Just seems like something is still missing at this point with this young, young group. So as a whole, uh, I obviously four to one, we talked about the second and third period. What would you say uh, the biggest shortcomings were like, was it, we talked about kind of the locker room before, like between the pipes has been uh, an iffy kind of thing all year. Um, and, and letting in four goals can't help a ton either. Do you think that that was a big cause? Do you think oh, it was hey, defense? look who it is, everybody. Look who's hey! driving. Look at that stash. <laughs> what a beauty. Wow. Only 20 minutes late, bud. Right on time. Bud? Sorry. <laughs> Were you finishing a race? No, my phone died, and I didn't I know that it died. <laughs> uh-huh. Fair enough. All right, Classic. continue, Jack. I wanted to go look at my phone. I'm like, no, fuck, come on. <laughs> I mean, the power play really killed it. And there are also just some some lapses. Uh, I mean, the Lankin, the goal that Lankin allowed to stature that really allowed the, the gates to open. That that just hurt. Uh, he, he really hasn't had many of those moments this season as a rookie. Um, but that was just one, as you said, Nolan, it was like that weird shell goal where the goalie just turns around and it like deflects in his own cage. It sucked. Um some defensive zone breakdowns too. Stetcher's, uh, Stetcher's second goal, Kalanuk just completely got toast back door. And then DeKaiser made that nice feed. Right. Um, Verana, I mean, Verana, you can't allow a breakaway out of the penalty box. You got to capitalize on those power plays first off. So just felt like the Blackhawks, they didn't do the little things. And that really gave uh, Detroit all their opportunities. And they made the most of theirs. We didn't. Y'all got two points. That's the final outcome. Now that Ethan is here, I want to do a, a bit of a goalie corner segment because Ethan has been a staunch supporter of Thomas Grice's overcommitment. <laughs> oh my and, God. and credit to Thomas Grice. He was good tonight. He kept, he, but we got to talk good. about it. Can we talk about it? Can yeah, we talk about I what mean, happened? I would say like the, the sad thing is the overcommit didn't even cause the goal. It was. What are you talking about? He it was, was, it was, it was the pass. <laughs> Three, you guys wouldn't three here players we here we go to a here guy wide open at the other side of the hash marks to a wide open net wouldn't you typically try and like square up to the shot and be ready for it to well to... he was squared up to the shot and it was blocked are you and kidding was, me and he it, it was red to his blocker side which is where it was going but it was blocked and then the guy got it immediately again and he, then grice is like oh shit I've got to go over because he can shoot it into the net. And as he's sliding, he's, he's down. He's already committed to being down, you know? So he's got to slide because that's the only, the fastest thing he can do to get to cover that side. But it was an overcommit. And I was like, yeah, it's not a great look. Definitely not a great look. 
Um, but the I mean, issue it looked like is, he was playing is that there was a guy space. open in front of the net, <laughs> and then he missed him. The, the pass missed the guy in front of the net. But luckily, the other Chicago defender at the goddamn other side of the offensive zone got the pass perfectly, and there was nobody there, and all he had to do was he could have shut his eyes and shot it, and it would have been in. So it was also uh, his, it, it it wasn't overcommit, but like it wasn't. It, what, even if he com- was fine, Ethan is Ethan is overcommitted to defending Thomas Grice in the way that uh, Thomas Grice is overcommitted to defending shots. No, <laughs> I, I, honestly, it's straight up good for Grice. Uh, he has like continued to play better and better. He hasn't had a bad game in a long time. And uh, it's just like that PTSD where it's just like that happens in like the first period and you're just like, you know, uh, Adam Ernie. The dark night. Extended his point streak to eight games. Thanks to that Michael Rasmussen empty netter. Uh, the dark just night, a, baby. Just an unbelievable, like. Uh, Incredible. You had to know. You had to know it was coming. Because so we did our, like, I did the lockdown now. And I, like, I I didn't see who assisted on that goal. I was just like, okay, it's over. I'm going to record this real quick. And then I was like, I don't think he did. And then I was like, actually, I'm sure he probably did. And then sure enough, like me and Scott were getting ready. And I was like, hey, did he get that assist? And he's like, yep, sure did. So that's an eight-game point streak now uh, for Adam Ernie. Once again, you cannot stop him. You can only hope uh, to contain him. Fun little piece of trivia for you guys. Scott ran it past me uh, tonight before we got started. He said, which forward do you think led the, the, the team in ice time for the Red Wings tonight? Ethan, you are going to be so happy. Ethan's going to lose his mind. He's elite. Oh God, if it's Sam Godner, I'm going to lose my It's mind. not him. It's not him. It might be worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Philpa, is it? No, it's Darren Helm. It's definitely worse than him. 18 minutes, 17 <laughs> Darren seconds. Darren Helm had time. more times of ice than Dylan Larkin wow. tonight. Wow. <laughs> but because he had three minutes and 45 seconds on the penalty kill tonight, and that was a part of it too. Uh, I mean, Dylan Larkin didn't play any penalty. So there, were, there was just more like minutes. Like, Give yeah. more minutes. Yeah. Um, what else do we got on this game, boys? Anything from you, Jack? Uh, honestly, not that much. It was just a, just disappointing by the Hawks. They, they had their chances to be in this one, but it, they just the second period is really what cost them, in my opinion. That second period was all Detroit. Obviously, the third period wasn't great either. Detroit kind of had the push that the Blackhawks wanted to have. But I thought the second period – um, I think the Blackhawks had nine shots on goal with five minutes left in the second period against Detroit. Like, yeah, that's what we want in a playoff race, guys. Good, good effort out there. So, so with that Lankanen goal, I like kind of was that his eighth straight start. Yes, it was his eighth straight start. Tonight. You kind of have to wonder: Is he getting tired? Should they put Malcolm Subban in on Saturday? Oh, that's, you know, now like Saturday's even more of a must win because we didn't take care of business here. It's like, are we going to go so good? I'm like excited. I feel like it's our must win, you know? (laughs) I hate you guys so much. I was so not looking forward to jump on this. I knew. You know what though? We've done this after like how many Blackhawks wins or like previewing a series that the Blackhawks have already won for nothing. uh, That's true. I was due for one. We've taken our lumps. Yeah, definitely. Just, um, of course, in the biggest game of the year, you know, that's how the Blackhawks do it. Dude, I said during the lock, I said tonight, tonight and Saturday, if they can pull this off, has potential to be the most exciting 
memorable like games of the year and in a way that's like ignites that sense of tribalism again like it's not like apathy that's like ha 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 they won it's like hell yeah we beat the blackhawks that was awesome and it meant something uh it's like at the end of the year two years ago when we rattled off like why are you, 11, why are you so pessimistic 14. why are you so pessimistic ethan could not sorry be looking more like a bummer hey remember when we went undefeated in a season against montreal that was fun yeah. It's like the same thing. <laughs> um, do you guys want to do how do you feel about a Friday? I would love to. So, Jack, do you know how do you feel about a Friday is? No idea. Hit, hit me with it. All right. Well, your listeners, I think, are going to like it. It's, it's, it's just like a random thing that we like to do to close out the show every Friday. We're going to do on the other side of this break. We're each going to have one completely random thing in our minds that we just say, like, we'll be like, pencils. How do you feel about it? And then we'll go around and we'll all just say how you feel about it so make it as random as possible uh we'll have a lot of fun scotty go ahead and do the ad read and we'll catch it on the other side you can break. literally see ethan he just looks around his basement and then picks something <laughs> there and then that's his how do you feel about a friday yeah all right summertime's coming around as we all know uh and as always this episode is brought to you by built bar we talk about it all the time it is a fantastic health conscientious guy or gal love these because they taste great and they are good for you. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. I know everybody currently on this panel, all, all four of us beautiful men are all very pro-built bar. Mm. Um, you can lose and maintain weight. Exactly. While, while indulging in a delicious treat, the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. They're really just everything you could possibly want in a snack. I know that I have a big box that I just slam every lunch whenever I get hungry. Um, and well, lunch is, and when I get hungry are, I guess, kind of the same thing these days. Um, just just a fantastic thing to eat during the day, during lunch, whenever. Great for you. Tastes great. Uh, you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That's LOCKED15. Get 15% off your next order. Mestikov goes wide. He's turned back by Kalanuk. Now finds an open to Kaiser. Back in front. Stetcher scores! What a great play! To Kaiser, to Stetcher, it's 3-1! to one. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back for segment three. We are on How Do You Feel About It Friday. Uh, Ethan kind of gave us a little teaser and said he had a great one before we went into break. Ethan, you want to kick us off? Wait, hold on. I have a great quote from Troy Stetcher that just came to the wire. Oh, okay. He said, everyone has something to play for, whether it's ice time or future contract. There's always something to play for. To string three wins in a row, we're having some fun. We're playing with a purpose, and we're playing for each other. We're not getting worked up over little mistakes. uh, Mistakes are going to happen through a game. The biggest thing is confidence and having fun. Electric. The boys are rolling, and they're having fun, and so am I. Anyways, continue. Makes me smile. Makes me um, happy. Makes me smile. Copper piping. How do you know? It's not copper. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say you did not. You did not tease us. Sometimes, copy. sometimes we just skip right over him, and I say, "No, I'm not doing that." And then we skip, <laughs> and then I delete his. That portion. has happened a couple of times. So yeah. I had to use one of these um, 
last weekend and I've never used them before. And I was pleasantly surprised at how fun it was. Chainsaws. How, how do you feel about them? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Very fun. Use one in wood shop. Uh, it, dare I say it's electric, but it actually runs on gas. Um, but they're very fun. Very, very fun. I also am a big fan of like the handsaw. Like have you ever used one of those before? Yeah. Like, much uh, it is too much work, but like it's, it, it was, I can't remember what we were doing. Like we had to, we were cutting a stump out of something and it was just like very, it was like a, a days long thing mm-hmm. and uh, very satisfying to like Makes finally you feel great after. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, you know what? I'm a man. Like, it's about like, it's not just strength, you know, it's angles and, yeah, the cut is always math stuff for involved. Me. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're gonna need some sanding after you're done using a hand one for sure. Yeah, feels like a finesse game. I don't know if I've ever, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever handled a chainsaw before. I, maybe I need to. I don't know if I fully trust myself to handle it. I didn't either, <laughs> but it's fun. You went to town. What'd you do with it? What, what were you working? A on? tree fell in my girlfriend's backyard, and we wanted to have a fire, so I had to cut up logs and stuff were you nervous were you nervous you were gonna totally butcher it in front of your girlfriend no you just gotta hold it tight and really i just didn't want to i didn't know like how the kickback was gonna be on it but it there wasn't any it cut like butter that's dope okay so we're all pro chainsaw is that that (laughs) we're all very okay vote yes for chainsaw cool okay we're we're, we got a four yes chain pro chainsaw best question i've ever done on how to do my friday (laughs) I got one. Summertime. How do you feel about the summertime balance? Summer and winter, iced coffee, cold coffee, or iced coffee, hot coffee, iced coffee in the summertime. How do you feel about it? You stick with the iced coffee, you go to hot coffee still. What, what, what are we feeling here, boys? I So, uh, yes, uh, I will say that this might just be like I might be starting a war that I don't intend on. It's not that deep, but like I prefer – hot stuff when it's cold out way more than I prefer like ice stuff when it's hot out. Like I would like a hot chocolate when it's like zero degrees is way more appealing to me than like, uh, like ice cold water when it's 95 out. I don't know. Like, not that that sounds bad, but like, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm comparing like apples to oranges there, I would prefer the hot when it's cold out. I guess if that may, like like cold room with a ton of blankets kind of thing as opposed to the other way around. For exactly sure, <clears throat> like being being in an ice rink and having a hot chocolate that's like right. that's that's money right there. Fantastic. I, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, honestly. I try not to drink caffeine, to be honest. But for you, um, dude. But I do like iced coffee a little bit more, and, and in the summer, I think it, it does slap a little bit better. But I don't really have it all that frequent. I, I think though, hot chocolate in the winter is like. Bread, bread and butter right there if, if there it's, yeah dude if it's like a I, don't know, I think as soon as it crosses into 60 if i if, if i'm buying a coffee somewhere iced coffee mm-hmm. but if i bring it from home i don't have i don't have time to make iced coffee i just remember be being coffee. in high school and like not realizing that like hot beverages made your body temperature hot and then like i would drink coffee and then like just sweat all day i'd be like what is wrong with me but it's the hot coffee Summertime, I, the, I thought it was the weight. Probably that was probably it too. Honestly, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. That was very rude. You showed up late today. Don't forget that. You were very yeah, let you win this pitch from the top row. 
It's right. I wasn't I'm feeling joking. good about myself today. You know, I shaved. You were in shape in clean. high school. It's tough. It's tough. I'm, I was kidding. It's tough. He did shave. He did shave. It's all good. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, my, uh, I think mine is kind of in the same breath of like, well, not actually even close, but like, so, so in the summertime, uh, big thing, and I guess like fall too, uh, kind of, but one thing that I didn't realize, or I guess, I guess like if I sat down and thought about it, I'd realize it, but, um, like something that only people in Michigan do that, like nobody anywhere else doesn't like going up North, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, we're going to go up North for the weekend. Everybody in Michigan's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like everybody does that. But like, I, when you meet people from like not Michigan, they're like, what the hell? Like you're just going to drive North. You know what I mean? So, so (laughs) how, how, uh, I've always been a big, like go up to like T city and stuff. Uh, even some, some trips to the UP there. How do we feel about uh, about the no- northern going up north, going up north? I guess this is kind of hard for a non-Michigander in here. But uh, how do how do we feel about that? Or at least how do you feel about the idea of that? Right. How do you feel about the concept <laughs> <laughs> of driving I, I think, north? Honestly, I think honestly, if you said that to a lot of people from like the suburbs of Chicago, they think you're going up camping or like snowmobiling in Wisconsin. Sure. Honestly, that's probably sure. what most people would assume. Sure. So I can buy into that. I could buy into going up North. I don't think you, I don't think people would look at you crazy. Sure. Love going up North. Don't have a place up there. Got a couple friends who got places up yeah, there. Same. So you basically a, do. Uh, that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, you just need to know somebody. That's it. You exactly. basically yeah. do. You don't. You don't get like like dragged up there in like the fall to like shut it down and like mow the yeah. lawn and stuff like yeah. that. No, you just go up there. You have to have buy fun. Trees. Yeah. Exactly. You're the exactly. Gas. You're the you just give somebody money head. for something. You're like, just get me some food too. Account for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's 100 percent the best. Like. I just love it. It's the best. It is the best. All right, Jack, how do you feel about a Friday? What, what, what are you bringing to the table for us? How do you feel about a Friday? I got Little Caesars Pizza raising their price from $5 to $5.55. Kind of salty about that. That was like my go-to in college. Every Sunday, watch NFL football, slap a whole Percy Little Caesars Pizza throughout the day. But up in 55 cents, it's like, really, boys? I don't know if I can buy into that noise. I just like it, it ruins the commercials too. Five dollars was just so much smoother. How do you feel about Little Caesars upping? Their, their it's a price? really good one. That's a and we have to kind of you know he, he owns half our sports team, so like it's also gotta you know like. Uh. So I gotta <laughs> be real honest with you, boys. I thought they did that like a long time ago because they had like so many different variations of the hot and ready that I didn't even know what I was getting half the time. Like they have like the the extra extra. <laughs> just give me the box. Yeah, like whatever you got. Pepperoni, as long you as just point, you just point it. at the box, go, eh, eh. <laughs> that, that one. <laughs> Slap my debit card on the, just throw my debit card at the forehead. Give him a blank check. Oh, man. Yeah, well, they have like the, they, Little Caesars is like very interesting. I am a defender of Little Caesars. I used to work at Little Caesars and like you, the pizza is not that bad. Like just the, the, the way some, the ways that some franchises are run make it worse because it's an easy it's an easily um trying to think of the word it's an easily like mess upable thing you know like if they if it's sitting too long like it's not going to be great but like what pizza is going to be not great if it's it's sitting too long hot and ready's only fault is that sometimes it takes a while for people to eat it and uh 
frankly, like I, I love the, the only fault the... for sure. <laughs> what do you have more? No, no, I'm I, a little I Caesar Stan. I'm a little Caesar Stan. <laughs> I, uh, I love their extra most bestest. You can get that. It's like extra cheese, extra pepperoni yep. for like yep. only six bucks. Like, come on, get out of here. So the, the cheesy crust pizza for seven as, as for all they've done for me, for all that, uh, you know what, for the Prince Fielder signing alone, we all joked. I remember back in the day that yep. the price of the hot, I, that was a big go up. One. they never yeah. did. The fact that they stayed $5 <laughs> when like, if you go to Subway, good luck finding any foot long that's under $8. Like that is those days are dead oh, except facts. for during the playoffs when Charlie Puth comes on and annoys the shit out of me with that stupid song. Um, yeah. That's how I feel about it. Um, yeah, so that's about it for me. <laughs> no one kind of got that. So when, when you were working there, did you ever think like, damn, like Dylan Larkin and I, if you go high enough on high up enough on the ladder, we have the same boss. Um. <laughs> Oh, that no. really would have helped my <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, man, my boss's 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 boss is the same as Dylan Larkin. Like, that's crazy. I could, I could talk. No, but you know what? Life. You know what? Right? Caesars does, and I don't know if this is like a, a thing in corporate America or like franchises in general. But like, they would send people to sit across the street in a gas station and like time people going in and going out. And if it would like take a while, they would like keep reports of everything, like how long it was taking people to come in and come out. And um, then they would like not write you up, but be like, hey, what's the deal? You know, like (laughs) you get a you get a visit, you get a visit from the boss. That's wild. From the little pizza pizza guy himself. Yeah. Yeah. He kicks down the front door. He's like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Walks in like Mickey Mouse in those South in the South Park shows. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Uh we got anything else, boys? Uh, I don't think so. Um, how you feel about a Friday? I, I'm with it. How do you electric. feel about a Friday? It's a great way to end the week. Um, Always a really is. So I concur. I don't know what I, I really don't know what we're doing next week. I'm sure we'll uh, recap the the game two of the series with the Blackhawks on Sunday night. Um, not sure what we got coming from Tuesday through Friday. I'm sure it'll be something good. We'll figure it out on the fly. We'll make it exciting for you. Uh, also, want to take a big thank you. This was our uh, biggest week like by far like we set a weekly record on late on wednesday night uh in just three three four days um and that is just awesome uh especially in the season that you know we've we've kind of had with the red wings and stuff like that to see the excitement finally like kick back uh again to see people get excited about listening to to stuff about the red wings talking about the red wings uh all that good stuff means a lot to uh us i know that for sure and just want to say thank you to everybody who uh, is a new listener who just started listening to the show this week. We like to have fun. Uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously and we like to talk about hockey. So hope you guys stick with us, Jack. Thank you so much for joining us today, brother. Yes, uh, really appreciate you coming to face the music in, in uh, light of the, what transpired before we hopped on this recording here. Uh, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Where can people, f- it's at LO underscore Blackhawks, correct? That is correct. Yes. And uh, you can find him on Twitter at Jack Bushman too. me at Nolan Bianchi, Ethan at Ethan Smith, and then Scotty at Bentley Scotty. That was That's impressive. All we got, boys. What you just did. That was a nice little Bang. run. That was impressive. We'll see you back here on Monday. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're a 
Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.